Good evening. And good morning. You're on the bold today. I'm trying to be. I, I did not want to open this particular episode with the running joke that is me being late. So I'm here. You're, you're never late. <laughs> it's just that everybody else is always early. You're fine. <laughs> so diplomatic. I know, so right? Diplomatic. It's what I'm good at. Yeah. So how how have the last 48 hours been? Have you missed me terribly? Let's see. The last 48 hours, uh, they've been good. They've been, I'm trying to think what what really happened yesterday. Um, My wife was at home and we were working about, oh, a meter and a half from each other. So it was kind of like... I don't know, really close proximity, which we tend to, we, we make jokes about it all day that by like three o'clock in the afternoon, we're done making jokes and we're just like on each other's nerves. It's fun. <laughs> I was going to say the best workplace ever, but the end of the story, no, I, what I, I my mean, opinion. It, it's really like, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it is the best work arrangement. We are enjoying the fact that we're actually able to uh, you know, work at home together, but it's it's funny by the end of the day, it's kind of like the whole you know, you're pestering each other and I'm not touching you and, and you know, nagging about certain things like we're out of coffee creamer, you need to go get the coffee creamer, that's what she was saying to me and then so by the middle of the afternoon I'm like, did you get coffee creamer? Knowing that she didn't, but um, yeah, so no, it's 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 good. But to answer your question, no, it, it uh, the last forty eight hours have just been uneventful, which is which is good. So, how's everything? How's everything been for you? Well, see, my last forty eight hours have been filled with drama. Do you want to hear the uh, angsty drama that I've been living with? I want to hear the angsty drama that you are willing to share. Yes. <laughs> Do I cut my hair or don't I? Do I cut my hair or don't I? Because we did the doppelganger question, right? In our mm-hmm. in in my stories from our yes. podcast the other night. Yes. And um, somebody sent me a picture of Christina Hendricks from Mad Men and said, "I think you resemble her." Which, hello, big compliment because I think she's beautiful. So I'll take it. I didn't see the resemblance, mm-hmm. but I'll take it. <laughs> And so then I was like, I think I want to cut my hair. And I then proceeded to have so many back and forth messages with my hairdresser yesterday that he cut me off. He was like, okay, Rach, I'm not buying into any more of these will I, won't I rambles. Message me tomorrow when you've made up your mind. And I was really offended because I thought he was enjoying the banter. But do you know what it, it comes down to? And it's going to sound so ridiculous, right? Because I had this chat, like I had, I, I posed the question in, in a group chat that I'm with three other women, two of whom have hair shorter than what I'm willing to cut mine anyway. And they both went, wow, I didn't put any thought into it. I just do it. And the other girl in the chat is like, do not cut your hair. And, and I realized Somewhere along the line, my mother had told me when I was young, right, two things. One, men love long hair. 
she's true. Some men love long hair. Some men also love short hair, right? But men love long hair. And the shorter your hair, Rachel, the rounder your face looks. And something in me just broke a little bit and went, I really need to cut my hair. It's pretty dead. If I cut my hair, then I don't have my mermaid hair anymore. I love my mermaid hair. But is it really mermaid hair if it's dead and it needs a good cut anyway? And if it's shorter, I always do more pin-up-y stuff. And I do love pin-up rage. I like her. I should be her more often. And if my hair was shorter, I would be her more often. I'm not kidding you, Daryl. This was my head for 12 hours yesterday. How ridiculously self-involved was I? And what decision did you come to? I'm going to cut my hair. I think that's the right decision. (laughs) I'm probably the last person anyone should ever come to for hair advice. But yeah, I mean, you, what you said was my hair is dead and it needs a good trim. And I'm hearing that you want to cut your hair and I'm hearing the only things that are really keeping you from cutting your hair are things that were like told to you, you know, a, a long time ago. I think you cut it. It'll grow back. Well, that's what my hairdresser said. My hairdresser said, your hair grows faster than anybody else I know. He's like, so realistically, if we cut it to the length of the photos that you've shown me, in a year, it's going to be the length it is now. So, you know, and and he's like, you wear your hair up most of the time anyway. It's like, oh, yeah, that's that's, that's kind of true. So, yeah, so I'm going to cut my hair. Um... But it just, it sort of made me think how much of what we hear as kids really sort of sticks with us or really sort of sinks into our head, particularly when it has to do with appearance, you know, um, and worth and my physical appearance being connected to my worth. It is interesting because, yeah, you could you could spend most of your adult life and many people spend all of their adult life trying to combat things that they heard when they were kids, things that from the outside you'd look at and you'd listen to and then you'd look at them and just be like, well, that's completely wrong. But, yeah, it, it's, it sticks with us. It really does. And the hair thing is a funny thing, particularly in the weight loss community because there are so many women in the weight loss community who have always had long hair because they've always hidden behind their hair, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then you see them. There's one girl in particular that I can think of in the Australian community. She got, her, she, she got to go weight and she gave herself that Mia Farrow Rosemary's baby haircut. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, ooh, good girl, right? Now, when I was four or five months post-op, I had to cut my hair short because my hair was falling out from the surgery. So side effect for anybody who's wondering, it is going to happen. Deal with it, it grows back. <laughs> Says the girl who's like, oh my gosh, should I cut my hair? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, and, and at that stage it was very different because I didn't have a choice. And I also should probably highlight that at that stage I was caring so much for somebody else that I didn't even give it a thought. I was just like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's dying. It's coming out in clumps. My hairdresser's like, you have to cut it, so I'll cut it. Whereas, like, the last 24 hours has just been, you know, the ultimate white privilege. (laughs) And me going, I'm not sure. 
Um, <clears throat> and I actually, I, so I, I posed it to, to this group chat and two of the girls responded immediately with, absolutely, you should do it. You've got the kind of face that can pull it off. Do it, do it, do it. And the other one was, the other one who herself has long red hair went, no, don't do it. Right. <laughs> and then the real test was I put it to my sea breezes. And I used the Christina Hendricks photo and I went, what do we think of this? And Sharon responded immediately with, yes, Foxy, do it. And Louise is in Papua New Guinea and still responded. And she's like, actually, I think that color could work for you too at some point. <laughs> I'm like, All right, I'll do it. So, yeah, so I booked in. My hairdresser is a very busy man. So I booked in. So in about three weeks, I'm going to get my hair cut. That's awesome. That's yeah. good. And no regret. We're, no we're going to hold you to this. Good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's just one of those things of sometimes you just got to let go. It's true. You know, true. and and I, I like I, I have said to you in recent months, when I step on the scales, there's been no regain. But my body's a bit different and my body's a bit softer and my face is a bit rounder. So even though I'm not weighing more, I'm heavier. And that's that sort of played into my hesitation as well, where I went, mm, maybe I shouldn't. No, you know what? Having long hair isn't going to make you less heavy. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's I not. mean, I. It's just me I know having the, to refocus. I, I hear the whole thing that people's, you know, like shorter hair will make your face look rounder and all that. But I mean, you know, look, you've seen this. Well, we said this before with, with the bag. I mean, you, you have these, uh, you know, people will take pictures where they're, um, hiding behind a bag or hiding behind some kind of prop, and they're like, "Well, I thought I was hiding, and then I see these pictures now. I wasn't hiding at all." No, and it's kind of the same. It's the same thing with the hair. I mean, you might be telling yourself because your hair is longer that you're hiding behind it, but then you look at photos, and you're like, eh, "No, I wasn't really hiding at all." Or I and do you know what? Realistically, the photo in which I have shown my body more than any other photo. In the last six months, the one that has gotten the most likes in the last six months is a photo where, yes, I have long hair, but it's tucked behind my back. You can't even see it. And right. it's the photo of me in the shapewear. Yeah. Right. There is no hiding. And I, and I think, yeah, I think I just need to embrace the no hiding. I would agree. Don't hide. Um, I, let's see, for years I wore hats all the time. I started, I think I told you, I started losing my hair when I was like 17. And then I mm-hmm. did the whole thing that we talk about with guys like holding on to the dream before you start shaving your head. That's what they call it. Um, I was holding on to the dream until I was probably 27, 28. And then I just started shaving my head. And like, I don't, I mean, I, when it's, I wear hats now because when it's cold and uh, it's funny whenever it's, it's still like fairly warm. But it's, you know, I'm trying to do the conversion in my head right now. But when it's 50 degrees here in the States, I'm wearing a hat because I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to catch cold. Well, because um, 90% of your body's heat escapes through your head. That's true. Yes. yes. So, <laughs> so I, I, why, and I knew as I'm saying this, I'm like, she's going to bring the heat statistic up. I know she is. <laughs> um, 
but what was and what's really funny and i i joke about this but i'm like i'm so glad that i don't have a pointy head or dents in my head so no you like, have a good head you you well, you it, you and, have a good head to be bold. Let's and be this leads this leads to something else where it was so funny. We got fitted. I'm not sure if I told you this or not, but we got fitted for glasses uh, about three or four months ago, like as a family, because, you know, flexible spending account. Um, and they were fitting me and the girl's like, oh, my gosh. You have the most perfect symmetrical face of anyone that I've like not. Uh, she, she didn't say of anyone. She's like, you just have a perfectly symmetrical face. That 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 never happens, and my wife is standing there. She's like rolling her eyes, like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> and then it was so funny because we're sitting there, and I I couldn't I, I couldn't help myself. I was like, "So when she was fitting my wife, I'm like, so how symmetrical is her face?" And she's like, "It's not." And I just started laughing. Mine isn't at all. So I have. Even down to my ears. So my parents had two different ears. You know how they say people either have attached lobes or detached lobes? Yes. I have one of each. Really? Because one is one parent and one is the other. Um, my, my face, I feel like my face was probably more symmetrical before I had Bell's palsy. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But my face is very, I'm very much, I look like my dad. I look, you know, a lot like a very feminine version of him, I'm assuming. (laughs) But I have my mother's nose. My sister looks like my mum, but she's got my dad's nose. And it's just the most perfect nose. It's the nose that people pay a lot of money for. And and so I have what I view as this little koala nose that I feel like throws off the whole symmetry of my face. And um, I'm... Being a good sibling that she is, she, she talks about how big my nose is. Like, it's so massive, it's so massive, it's so massive. Right? At some point, Daryl, you'll meet me and know. My, my nose is just normal. <laughs> it's not I'm going to notice. These are the things I'm going to notice about you. Your nose is normal. And, my, you're shorter in pers- and you're shorter in person. Right? Exactly. Yes. And, um, and my hair will eventually be shorter when you eventually meet me. And... <laughs> And I remember having this conversation with my doctor about, I kept getting sinusitis and I'm like, do you think it's because I've got such a big nose? And he looked at me and he's like, who have you been talking to? You do not have a big nose and your sinus has very little to do with the size of your nose. And I'm like, okay, okay. But yeah, no, symmetrical faces are very, you know, you're meant to be famous because apparently they are the most pleasing to look at. Um, they photograph best, apparently, too. <laughs> I'm so, I'm, well, there you go. I'm going to be podcast famous. And... That's it. I'll just have to <laughs> photograph you some point. Um, yeah, yeah. I do find it funny that, that they talk about symmetrical faces being the most favorite to, to photograph. And I suppose visually speaking and artistically speaking, they probably are because they fill the space evenly. But I am that person of, I love certain quirks about people's faces. And when I'm photographing them, I like finding those quirks. And quite often, they're the photos that that person doesn't like. You know, I used to have a friend who had a selfie face. To this point, to this day, she has kids, she has a family. She still pulls the same selfie face that she used to when we were 21. <laughs> and... um but she has the most beautiful real smile and her eyes crinkle like 
she has one of those full of, she has a belly laugh smile, right? Yeah. And the most beautiful photos I've ever had taken of me are ones where my sister has taken photos of me and her together laughing. And I love them. I framed them. I framed one of them for Christmas for her one year. And I went to her house and she had that frame up in her house. She had taken out the photo of me and her and put in a selfie smile photo of me and her. <laughs> and I went, mm, well, okay, we, we can't always see ourselves the way others see us, I guess. Well, and, and, you know, something else is you're talking about how you like the photos with the quarks in them. Mm. Um, we were watching because we were, we were watching uh, crime shows yesterday. Mm-hmm. And one of the crime shows that was on was about this uh, Orange County um, person that was trying to, we were watching American Greed, so it's all, it's all about like embezzling money and things like that. Nice. And yes, yes. So like, um, but this person was trying to live the lifestyle and they did this whole piece on plastic surgery. And I find plastic surgery kind of interesting because I'll, there's so many times where the person's coming in, they've, they've, it, there's ones where they haven't had work done before and you look at them and, and I've, I always like, I'll be thinking you look fine now. And then after they have the surgery done, like you shouldn't have paid for that. You looked fine before, but this again, probably this goes back into what we were talking about before where, you know, the insecurities that were people tell you things when you're a child, how it just sticks with you. Cause you look at these adults, you're like, no, you, you look good. You don't need to change anything. And then they want to change everything. And do you know what I think it comes from? I, I think it comes from things that people themselves are insecure about. So my mother has never been a particularly feminine woman. My mother has one lip, had one lipstick my whole life. She had that one lipstick. It was like a coral colour from Nutramedics. And if it was a big event, she wore it. She actually didn't wear it to my wedding. She didn't wear anything, any makeup to my wedding. Um... But yeah, she had one lipstick. She she was never particularly feminine. And I feel like that was something that she didn't like about herself because she felt that women should be feminine. Now, I have seven sisters. There's eight girls. Out of all the eight girls, there's only two of us that are, are very girly girly. And um, to the point where I've been called vain by my sisters. And you know what? I'll own it. I am vain. I like taking um, taking pride in my appearance, no matter what size I was. 500 pounds, I still took pride in my appearance. I still was well-dressed. I was well-dressed in navies, blacks, and stripes because apparently those are the only three things that, you know, women that are really big like to wear. <laughs> but I was always really well-presented. And, and I think it's funny that my mum, who was never a particularly feminine person, really drilled it into me that long hair, you know, long hair is something that is very feminine. My mother has had short hair my entire life, my entire life. She had long hair when she was younger, but she has had short hair my entire life. And, um, yeah, and it's just funny. And, like, even little comments. She was over at my house for dinner the other week, and she's like, oh, you're so much better with your makeup now. You blend it on your neck. And I felt like looking at her going, I didn't learn how to put on makeup from you. So what are you criticizing? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I was just like, oh, thank you. <laughs> but 
But yeah, I think sometimes we put our own insecurities on other people as things that they should be aware of. Um, and yeah, I I guess I'm just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's just, I, and I don't know how many times I, I, I think most people do this, but like when you think about the things that you're insecure about, I, I just wonder how many people will just sit there and kind of think about why and try to kind of uncover and, where does this come from and why do I feel this way or how many of them are going the other way and just kind of going through the motions and trying to live up to that standard. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a thing that uh, I see a lot through Instagram because there's a lot of women that have lost a lot of weight and they're all about they lose skin on their stomach. Mm -hmm. Now the funny thing is, is that I have a lot of friends that are moms that have, mm, about the same amount of loose skin as these women. But because they've gotten their loose skin through a baby and not through extreme weight loss, there seems to be more of an acceptance of it. And maybe they don't particularly like it, but it's like, oh, well, you know, that's just part of life. And and to the point where I actually did a post about 18 months ago or a story about 18 months ago where I went, you know what, I don't, I don't see myself ever getting plastic surgery. I don't see myself ever doing it. I won't say never. Um, the, the truth be told, the, the skin on one of my legs is quite significant. And at some point, uh, I've been told it can start to affect my circulation. And if that happens, yeah, okay, let's get rid of that. But I, I don't know. And maybe it's because I never had a body that I was just like, hey, look at all my naked body. Right? I was never going to be the girl that wore lingerie in public and went, I don't know why people are slut shaming me. Right. Um, right. I was never going to be that woman, whether right. or not I was a size 10 or a size 36. So maybe that's why I'm not as attached to it. And I like, and I love, because there are some people that like legit, legit, they're talking about their skin and I'm like, oh no, I get that. Get rid of that. Right. And then there are some where, they literally, the only way that they can show you that they've got loose skin is they've got to hang over a bathtub. And I thought, man, I could do that when I was 500 pounds. And it looked yeah. like loose skin. You yeah. know, it's full of fat, but it looks like loose skin. And um, I was at a Christmas party last year with a girl that had lost a lot of, like, it was a weight loss Christmas party. And she was telling me about how she was getting her arms done. And I looked at her and I went, and she, and she was wearing a cardigan. And I went, oh. Okay. I said, look, I've got to be honest. I don't think I'm ever going to want to do plastics. Mostly because it's a whole lot of pain. It's a whole lot of time off work. I I don't like the idea of shapewear and you have to wear binders. Like It's, mm, it's just yeah. not going to happen. And probably because realistically in my head, I'm never really going to get to the size where a plastic surgeon goes, yeah, that's a great choice. Um, and I said, and, and I was just really honest with her. I went, you know what? can you take off your cardigan for me so that I can just see what you're talking about? Because I said, you, you're sitting here telling me that you want to get your arms done. I said, and, and like, I can show you my arms and the skin on my arms. And when she took off her cardigan, I just went, I think that's a really good idea. And it was literally because there was a complete separation. Have you ever seen the Austin Power, Powers movies? Yes. Where fat bastard loses all his weight at the end. 
Yes. And it's just empty, empty skin everywhere. Yeah. And those were her arms. And mm. your arms are in, you know, your underarms are highly sweaty, prone to infection, all of these things. And when I saw it, I went, okay, I get it. But I don't know. And, and like, I, I, I'm not judgmental of anyone who wants to do it. But I am sort of, I think that some people get it done too early. So to me, if you want to get plastic surgery done because you've lost a large amount of weight, and I know the regain, regain rates within the weight loss surgery sector, I, I think realistically that any plastic surgeon that is removing your skin, with exception to if it is severely limiting your mobility, which 95% of cases, it is not. Um, unless it's severely limiting your mobility, I would think that it's a duty of care of a surgeon to sort of give you a year for your skin because your skin is amazingly resilient and it, it does elasticize and it does, you know what I mean? Like all of these things. Well, it, uh, a couple of things. Um, you know, I, I think you're, I, I think you're right. If there's some kind of, if it's getting in the way, if it's preventing you or there's a risk of infection and you've lost all the weight, then yes, you know, get it done. A hundred percent. Cause it's a health factor. Yeah. And what are now, and what are the regain weights within the surgery community? That you uh, the standard amount of regain is that you will regain 10% of the amount that you've lost. Okay. That's just normal uh, is what they say is normal. It's once your body settles in, um, once you reach goal, without constant vigilance, you'll regain about 10% of your excess, or like 10% of whatever you've lost. Which the more you lose, the bigger the risk. Yeah. <laughs> the well, and, and, you know, here's the, and this, this has probably, when we're talking about things that happen when you're younger, this has probably shaped my attitude in a good way towards weight loss on, on my own, with my own body is that when I was a teenager, like I was, because I was reading like a lot of the men's health magazines, the big thing was having the six pack abs. And, um, I actually, I got my body weight down so low to where, I mean, it, it, I was there. And I just remember for that entire summer, I was working out like crazy and I was eating nothing but like tuna and barbecue sauce. Disgusting. I know. Um, and like these teriyaki grilled chicken, but not grilled chicken because they were microwavable. And I was so agitated and angry all the time because mm-hmm. I was hungry. And like, it's what you said, you were talking about, th- this is the kind of vigilance that it, it really took. And I was, I just remember thinking, okay, I'm here, but I don't like this. I just want to eat something. So yeah, I, I that's kind of stuck with me. And any time in my head where I'm like, eh, I want to lose some weight, like I never really wanted to get back down to that level because no. I just was not at all happy. And then as I've gotten into like my 30s and, and such now, I'm just like, yeah, it's kind of like that meme where, you know, the beach is going to get whatever body I give it. So, which I mean, like, I, I'm, I, I mean, I, I, 
lead a pretty active, pretty healthy lifestyle, but I don't obsess about it. And that probably did come from childhood and that actually worked out in, in probably the best way possible. Mm. I, okay. So, so, so going back to the, when the skin is a health factor, there is an incredible guy that I follow on Instagram um, called Sal. Sal's Odyssey is his Instagram. And Sal's starting weight was, I think, over 700 pounds. Don't quote me on that. It might be over 600 pounds. I'm not good with pounds. I'm good with kilos. Yes. Um, Sal lost a tremendous amount of weight. Sal's body, I think, feel, I feel like Sal's skin got paid for by a uh, TV show to have the skin removed. And he has actually been really honest about the whole skin removal process. We're, we're to the point where he literally... Sal could not walk because the skin from his stomach was hitting his knees. That was his skin process, right? Yeah. Um, so he, but he's been really honest. He's been really honest about the healing process from plastics as well. Um, because his was like, his healing process was horrendous. Like he had an open wound for so long because the weight of his skin was just so heavy. And I just, you know, I'm in awe of him and the fact that he's done it. And that that's a case of when it's necessary. Sure. Right. And I suppose we could argue that it's always necessary if you feel self-conscious, if you think it's going to make you feel better. It's like I, I worked with a girl that was always like, I'm going to get my boobs done. And I'm like, if you think it's going to make you feel better, do it. I wouldn't do it. But if you think it's going to make you feel better, do it. Because, I mean, at the same process, I get tattoos, but I won't do piercings. Hmm. Which my my nephew, who is a tattooist, thinks is hilarious because he's like, oh, one's a lot more permanent than the other. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, I don't want anyone putting a hole in my face. (laughs) And, yeah, I I think it just comes down, down to you. But I don't know. Well, I just hope whenever anybody does get something done and they think it's going to make them happy that it truly does, because I mean, that that's got to be the biggest disappointment is when, you know, you think this is going to make you happy and yeah. you're just empty inside. And that's what we talk a lot about with weight loss, partly because I mean, I think, I think that's the biggest, that that's, that's the biggest hurdle that people don't even know that they're racing towards is they've got this number that they want to hit. They're doing everything they can to get there. And then they hit it and they're like, wait a minute, this doesn't, it, it, you, they feel this sense of accomplishment for a few weeks, but it, all it takes is, you know, one post on social media by somebody else for their old insecurities to come racing back. And because, oh, 100%. Never, yeah, because they never dealt with them. That are just front and center. And, or and one comment like, from a person in real life. So what I'm going to say now is if you can't say something positive about someone's appearance to their face, don't comment on their appearance. Don't comment. Um, and even, you know, sometimes even when you're making a comment about someone's appearance, I remember when I, when I lost the first amount of weight and people used to get me, you look so much happier. And I'm thinking, my life's in fucking tatters. I'm not happier, but thank you. Like, mm. oh, and, and my response was always the same, which was, I'm just more energetic, which was true. I'm more energetic. Yeah. But I also remember, because the first 50 kilos, or <clears throat> I think that's like 100 pounds, came off really fast for me, like really fast, like four months. 
right? Because I was over 500 pounds. Right? Yeah. And it came off really fast and you could see it in my arms. So even though I was over 500 pounds, I'd never been a girl that was afraid of wearing a, a, a sleeveless shirt or a sleeveless dress. I was never afraid of showing off my arms because, yeah, they were fat, but they were firm. It came off my arms really fast to the point where if I lifted my arms, you saw the empty sack of skin on the, the bottom of my arms, which has sort of evened itself out a little bit as time's gone on, which is why I say I think people should wait before they necessarily get their plastics. Because yeah. sometimes your body settles. And I remember about five months post-op, my hair was in my face. I lifted my arms up to tuck my hair behind my ears. And someone went, oh, you either need to wear a cardigan or you need to do something about that. And I went, in my head, I went, really? Like, I hadn't even noticed. I hadn't noticed my arms. I'd never been conscious of my arms. And now it's something I'm conscious of every time I go out. Thank you very much for the offhanded comment that you didn't even realize was going to have an impact on my life. So if you cannot comment in a positive way, don't. don't. And I, yeah. yeah, you're you're a hundred percent right. And I'm just sitting here thinking, it's like, why would you, if you're one, why would you compliment? Why would you talk, speak on somebody else's appearance? Oh my god, people do anyway. it all the time. I, I, well, yeah, no, I mean, I, I know they do. It's kind of like. I used to make a running joke out of it with my mother, that no matter what color my hair was, she'd always tell me that the hair color before was her favorite. Even <laughs> though when I had it, she would tell me how much she hated it. Oh, wait, yeah. I like it so much better with brown hair. And then my hair would be brown. She's like, I like it so much better blonde. And now is the only time when she's like, I really like your hair red. Thanks, mum. She's going to tell you that she likes your hair long too. You oh, she it. is. She <laughs> really is. But it's all right. Like, I'm okay with it. Like, uh, you, you know, somewhere along the line, I learned to find the humor in my mom not liking how I look. Um, <laughs> um, or not liking how I put myself forward, I guess. But, yeah, it's just, isn't it funny? This whole 34-minute conversation, which was a 10-minute conversation, has stemmed from, should I cut my hair? Yeah. And then we touch on all things about appearance and self-esteem and mm-hmm. and how much our self-esteem is connected to our appearance. And how much I wish that that wasn't the case. I wish people were so much more concerned with who they were, not how they looked. So to go that Well, that takes a lot more mascara. That takes a lot more of an introspective approach to it that takes a lot more time i mean you literally with looks it's all surface level you could just you know either pick apart or praise yourself pretty easily and it it always seems to be easier to go the the way of picking yourself apart oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) some interesting thought processes for this morning for you my darling yes (laughs) have you had coffee yet I've not had coffee and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, cause I, I'm like, I know we don't really, I, I think we should ask people what their favorite body part on themselves is. I feel like 
with us sitting here saying we wish people were, or I'll tell you what, no, this is actually better instead of is, you know, what do they like about themselves that isn't appearance related? And if you're, if you're going to say, if you're going to say personality, tell us why. Yeah. If you're going to say your personality, you've got to be specific. What about your personality? Oh, and prepare for a slight mocking from me for anybody who says they're not judgmental. It is not possible to be non-judgmental. <laughs> you can defer judgment, but you can't be non-judgmental. There we go. So I, I think this is evolving. It will basically, what do you like about your personality? It's probably the better way of putting it. I like that. What's your favorite part of your personality? There Done. we go. I, I think we should probably stop so, calling this the 10 minute podcast and maybe it's just like I don't know, the short episode that's, that probably takes a little bit of pressure off us. <laughs> yeah, I mean because we, we did so well with the pressure. We only went 26 minutes. We laugh at the pressure anyway, I think. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Let's just talk. <laughs> All right. And with that, we will leave it, my friend. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> I will talk to you soon. I'll talk All to right, you soon. Take care.